Um, it is your greatest work to invest in your kids, to see what makes them tick, what what their interests are. And it's going to change, right? You've seen this with your kids, but um, to come alongside them, uh, again, I'm a work in progress as a dad, but to come alongside them is just such a blast. And to to be a part of the small things and the big things in their life, to go hunting with my boys, um, those are life memories and things that are, are so much more worth it. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode. I've got a great friend, Jordan Linscombe, on the episode today. And just since I've met this guy, um, we've become really good friends. I really just connect with him and his wife, Mindy, and the way that they do life and business. And he's just in this interesting transition period, too, that he calls career consolidation. And I actually think that uh, you, the listener, is really going to enjoy this conversation because listening to you know, Jordan's backstory and the success that him and Mindy have had in their business and just the focus that they believe in, uh, you know, just being present with their family and family first, yet they have all the things that most of us are going after when it comes to terms of, you know, financial freedom and that time freedom and and a successful business. And Jordan recently quit his job of a lot of years. I'm not even, I, I don't remember how many, but it's been a lot. And, and they're in this transition period. So I think it's just going to be an amazing conversation. Um, Jordan and Mindy own one of the largest, the country's largest bridal and former wear retail businesses. They have commercial real estate. They've just done some amazing short-term rental properties. I've actually got to spend some time at their house in Colorado Springs. Just a beautiful, beautiful family. And just the way that they live life is so inspiring. So Jordan, thanks for being on the show, bud. Hey, you bet, Mike. Honored to be with you. Love your show. And Mindy and I have so enjoyed meeting you and Kara and getting to know you guys. So pleasure to be with you. Why don't why don't we just jump into this? And I I I'm just really excited to um, you know, just connect deeper and really find out, you know, what drives Jordan, what drives Mindy. Um, but why don't you give us some background and then talk to us about the transition that you're in? Yeah, you bet. Uh so I've got an incredible wife, Mindy. We've been married 18 years now. And we met at university years and uh, started our early careers out in Colorado Springs, where we live. We love it here. Incredible place to to live and, and raise children. Uh, we both had teaching jobs and then some other jobs early on in our career. But she had always wanted to do her own thing. But we didn't quite have a pulse. I'm like, what, what should it be? <clears throat> so as we uh, were planning our wedding, she went to some bridal shops in Colorado Springs. She went to some in Denver. And it was this weird, like, you know, extremes of maybe a nice shop where they were snooty and they're like, well, what's your budget? And kind of offensive to she and her mom or way on the other side, like nice people, but not a very nice store location. And so she walked out of that experience and actually got her dress uh, in Tulsa where we went to college from somebody we knew. And she's like, I think Colorado Springs could really use a bridal shop. And so we put a business plan together, really encouraged her. Her dad gave us some ideas, but uh, well, she went into you know six months of business planning and we talked about it. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather you go for it now and we do this versus being 57 and say, man, what if we had done it? 
Um, so she was done with grad school. I was finishing up. We were kind of trying to get the stuff out of the way, if you will, in those early years of our career. And so she put the plan together. We opened early 2008. Um, and so thank God we got the uh, financing and everything settled like in late 07. <laughs> and um, we opened a 900 square foot store called Something New Boutique. It's a bridal and formal wear store. So that was the early beginnings. Um, took out a HELOC on our house, newlyweds. You know, I had saved up money, got us a home. And so it felt really risky at the time. Um, but I was confident knowing that she's an incredible go-getter, visionary. Um, I've got a skill set for more operational admin. And all this is developed. I was 25 at the time. She was 27. Wow. And so it was a big leap. But I think that's part of our story is we took a big risk and we took it early. But we did our best with what we knew or what we researched um, to get it going. So that was the, the genesis. Happy to share more, but it's gone from that to now an over 10,000 square foot store. And we're 16 year overnight success with something new. Yeah, I like that 16 year overnight success. So Mindy has a podcast too called Something New. Are you are you part of that or is that just? Yeah, absolutely. So we have the Something New show and Mindy's the host. Um, the theme of the show is um, how to create a life worth celebrating. And so... It's, a, it's open for anyone. It's, it's a great variety of uh, intriguing guests. A lot of our friends through the Wellspring Mastermind that we've met um, have been on the show. We'd be honored to have you in the studio sometime, Mike. Um, but we've really narrowed the focus of the Something New show, especially for working moms. And so I think Mindy just speaks to that so well um, of what is it like to balance the career, um, especially if you, you're doing something on your own, kind of a director or CEO level um, working lady. It's just a phenomenal kind of wonder to watch, right? As you've seen with your family and what Kara does. But um, I help produce the show. So I'm there behind the scenes, helping with uh, collaborating with our team as well, too. So we get stuff um, going week in and week out with the show. So it's been really fun to be a part of that. Uh, we launched that here in 2023 and it's growing and we love it. So just a little bit more on the bridal shop too, because I'm just really curious, um, you know, watching this from the outside. So you said it's like a 10,000 square foot bridal shop now what's that evolution been like um number one and then you guys are really um leaders in the space as as far as like mentoring and helping other bridal shops too right i mean i gather that from a distance i, I don't know the details around it but would love to hear how all that evolved and, and what that looks like yeah so the the initial bridal shop we started really lean started really um basic and so for example um we didn't have an employee till a couple of months in. Not saying this is the best way, Mike, but we didn't pay Mindy until three years into owning the company. Like we wow. just tried to invest into it, keep it strong, keep it healthy, have margin for the company's operations. And so, um, you know, I've got to give credit. My mother-in-law, we just had a great breakfast with her and my father-in-law this morning. She helped us out a little bit in the early days. But then eventually we hired one teammate, got things going a little bit better. Fast forward, uh, we were three years in, Mike, on maybe a five-year lease at that 900-square-foot space. And we're like, we have to break this lease. we got to pay a $10,000 fee to get out of here because it's cramping our potential. So we had identified another spot closer to the interstate, just in the bridal retail world. The closer you are to an interstate, the better. Um, and then we took a risk going into an empty commercial building. We were the first business to go into it. Um, and so we went from 900 to 3,000 square feet. So we basically tripled um, three years into the company as far as space. And part of the business model is uh, the more dressing rooms you have, the more people you can help. 
Now you got to help them well. You got to create a great experience, right? But we were like, we need more dressing rooms. So we did that, um, grew the team, um, eventually got to get Mindy some payment and things for, for what was going on. But um, we'll talk to that more today. Delayed gratification has been a big part of our story. Um, just mm. the play and trying to see beyond just the moment. That's really been part of our success by God's grace and a lot of hard work. Um, so we were at the 3,000 square foot space and then other businesses started coming on that shopping strip next to us. Now it's in a prime location. Um, it was really quiet, kind of a risky spot to go in back then. Now it's a, a bustling, bustling shopping center. Uh, we were there for nine years. We grew the team. We grew in learning. We invested in getting some coaching during those, that season from another gentleman that was further along than we were, right? It's kind of a, anybody who's gone somewhere has, has found somebody who can teach them or coach them along the way. And, uh, and that really helped us, you know, so it felt, it felt hard uh, cutting some checks, you know, in that season of our business maturity, like, okay, but we're, you know, we got to pay to get some knowledge and save some time. That really helped. And then uh, we started getting to a point where we said, we have a dream of having our own building one day and a larger space where we can have more dressing rooms, help with the business model, but really create a beautiful environment. And so from going to that second spot, again, we only have had one location this whole time. But from going to there to there, I looked at Mindy, I was like, we really need to do a brand overhaul. Like, how do we get clearer? on the really special uniqueness of something new. So we also invested in that. That felt hard at that moment. This was probably 2018 or so. And we went from, you know, being decent to getting crystal clear on like, what is our company about? What are the distinct things? What is the essence of what's happening in the store? So we hired some guys, they came in, they observed us, they interviewed our customers, our team, us. And we landed on this idea of celebration. And so I bring this up because this was a key moment in our business evolution. Because I said, hey, before we go to like a 10,000 square foot space, let's make sure like the branding's sharp. It's, it's current. It, it best exemplifies who we are. And the guys came to us and they said, you know what? Um, when, we, when we sit in your store, we see how you treat people, how you make it more than just the dress. We went from saying where the girl comes before the dress in the store to actually an even more important thing saying life's worth celebrating. Mm. So you heard me talk about that with the show, but um, in our bridal shop, that's our motto. That's our theme. That's the essence of who we are. And so celebration is the whole experience, but we sell high quality, amazing gowns. A lot of them you can't find anywhere else. And that branding clarity, even the new colors, the like block font, which was very different than a lot of the scripty kind of dainty stuff in the bridal industry. We made a very bold statement and said, okay, we're going to expand to 10,000 square feet, but also have a very new, fresh look and feel. So um, that was a big, big maturity point for us as well, too. So long story short, um, we built an 18,000 square foot building. It's quite a project. It's quite new for us at that time. Um, that was in 2018 when we started the whole process. Fast forward, we moved into January of 2020. We got to move the bridal shop to the whole top level. Um, and then we had spaces downstairs. Um, go through COVID, all the things. That, was, that wasn't that was easy um, to carry the load with some empty units for a while. But um, as of late last year, again, long play, delayed gratification. Late 2021, we got the building 100% occupied. Um, so it's an incredible spot beautiful part of Colorado Springs, but that's a bit of our business evolution and story kind of from spot one, two to three. Man, your guys' timing, like 2008 and 2020 is like impeccable. I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, 
it's wild, you know. And we literally went like we closed the doors on the second spot, and then we we, we were able to put our building like a hundred yards away on an empty dirt lot on the corner. So we literally closed the doors on a Thursday here. We opened like on a Friday across the parking lot the next day. So um, my wife's incredible. She can she can plan ahead 90 days in advance. So she's got superstar powers with that. But anyways, yeah, it was pretty wild timing. We're so glad we got in before um, before much further into 2020. Um, let's let's talk about you and your journey. So let's talk a little bit about because um, you're in major transition right now. Like you just quit your job. Um, you're part of the business, you're focused on, um, I'll let you, I'll let you tell the story, but why don't you give us, yeah. So why don't you dig into like your past, your background, and then what has happened this last year? It's a crazy pivotal time for you. Yeah, you bet. Um, I had a a pretty special upbringing where I got to live out of the country as a child, Mike. And so really three to five years of my childhood were in Mexico and uh, Latin America. So that shaped a bit of who I was and what I was looking to do in my early career. Um, my wife and I were Spanish teachers, like straight out of college uh, in our early years. That was an incredible way to get to know our community. I'll, I'll put it that way. We loved teaching. We loved, we were pretty good at it. But um, we realized, one, the better you do, the more you put into it, your pay is kind of the same. And mm-hmm. so I was even talking about this with my son yesterday, how it's not just pay teachers more, like the system needs to be fixed, you know, incentivizing and rewarding, right? So while we love those years, we got beyond that. We started the store. Um, and then fast forward, I was able to, to work for a, a wonderful organization called Compassion International. It's one of the largest not-for-profits in the United States, um, but it helps release children from poverty in Jesus' name. Um, amazing organization. It basically doubled in size during my 14 years there with them and the team. So remarkable, um, amazing mission and what they do. I got to travel the world, um, help with things from operations to the program, and then in the final years, um, be our global marketing leader for trips and visits and virtual experiences where we connected supporters and donors to the children and churches that got to help support. So that was a, a shaping experience because I got to see all different aspects of a large corporation. Um, and so it was it was really interesting to go home in the evenings or to our bridal shop in the evenings where I had one foot in very large not-for-profit corporate corporation with over 3,000 staff worldwide. And then our company had, you know, maybe 10 staff and was a couple of years in. Now we're about 25 or so uh, certain times a year. So um, I really enjoyed so many aspects of that, Mike. Um, but it got to a point where I said, what does it look like to transition ourselves and work myself out of a job in the corporate sense? Um, I really wrestled and I could honestly tell I stayed very faithful to like give my best in the corporate um, job that I had. And there were great things about it. But a season came, you know, a couple of years ago where I realized, like, I started really talking with my wife and said, what's what's the right timing? What does it look like? Um, part of our challenge with that, that I'll bring up and we can talk to you as you like, is uh, one of our biggest challenges in life is one of our children, um, our second born son, had a cancer journey that he went through. He was age two, about three, had to go through a whole year of chemo. So a lot of our life plans, kind of career plans had to shape around those five or so years of Brody's life. And by God's grace and the help of doctors, uh, the chemo worked. Um, it's a very scary, you know, challenging time. But I was literally cutting checks for the bridal shop from the hospital, doing Zoom calls for the corporate work from the hospital. And um, really just thankful that that God saw us through that season. So we got through that, kind of caught our breath. And then um, 
started thinking and looking at like, what does it look like? What does the business have to get to in order for me to step away from the corporate work? So um, we, we were looking at it and was able to do that in May of 2023 this year. Um, step away from 14 years of corporate career. Um, really had a rich relational network that I was very proud of um, with compassion. And again, I can call friends in 30 countries today and still have fantastic connections and relationship with them. Um, but it was getting to a, time, a point in time. And, and bluntly, Mike, just for myself as a husband and a dad, I had so much going on in so many directions. It had to come to a decision point saying, okay, what, what does this look like? It might, it might be a risk to step away, but it was time. And so we, um, we made that choice. Uh, I was super grateful. It, it felt great. You know, it was emotional. It was different in the transition. Uh, so for those of you listening, or maybe you're teetering with, should I do this? Should I not? Um, one, I would encourage people seek unity with, if you're married, seek unity with your spouse um, or whoever that significant other is in your life. Mindy and I are big believers that unity always trumps disunity. We got coaching on this from a great guy named Tim, late Tim Evans and his wife, Ann Evans, who's still here in the Springs. But they coached us. They were saying like unity in a decision as a husband and wife is one of the most powerful things that exists on this planet. And whether things go great or not, you were in unity on the decision and you can't finger point at each other. Right. And so in a brief way, we, we had come to unity. We felt it was time. And so Took that step in May. We launched two other companies this year. One is the, the Something New Show. And then we also have Something New Resources, which is a coaching and resourcing company for other retail bridal shop owners. So um, that, along with some of the real estate properties and things, we've got four kids, four companies, and uh, it feels really great. Yeah, it's 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 still things to manage and to, uh, to lean into as a business owner. But I'm really loving the flexibility and the freedom to uh, to better choose how we spend our time, our energy, and involvement with that. So, did you say unity always trumps disunity? Yeah, unity trumps disunity. It's one of the biggest things that shaped our life and our marriage, and really our decision making and parenting. What we do with our our business, even cash flow decisions. Um, it's that's one of the biggest shaping ideas for us in our, in our marriage and in our, our co-leadership of our company together. Yeah. You know what I loved? Um, the first time we really connected, we were in Arizona and, and we spent some time on a, on a bus. And I remember just standing outside the hotel as we were loading and you were telling me the story about your son and, you know, Kara and I had, um, we had some health issues with Dylan, our oldest son. And one of the things that I often say a lot is that, you know, life doesn't get easier. We just get better. We get stronger. And what I've really loved about you and Mindy from the time that I met you is you're just, you guys are so positive. It's almost like, it's like nothing ever goes wrong in your world. And I know, um, I, I, and, and I'll drive home the point here. And I'd like you yeah. to speak to this because, you know, I think sometimes people in the day of social media and, you know, Mindy and Jordan, they're just crushing it and business is great. And you've already touched on some things. I mean, having to go through what you guys went through as a family is like gut wrenching. I mean, I was, I was actually tearing up when you were telling me the story to begin with, because it's bringing back those, you know, old feelings and memories and those things never leave you. But I'd like you to just kind of touch on on that concept because again, I think sometimes people look from the outside and again, you guys are so positive and driven and optimistic, but that's not at without cost at times. And so can you just address that? Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I, Mindy teaches me something every day, even when I last saw her today about, hey, let's stay positive and let's, let's look at the options here or the opportunities, right? So I'm always challenged and to be a better man and be a better husband and dad by my incredible wife. It's one of the most important decisions somebody can make, in my opinion, is who you marry, right? But we, um, we, I think before the cancer journey, but even especially in that, we started to realize um, hope and looking for, for opportunity is such a vital thing to the soul. I mean, I've heard in the show, you talk a lot about this scripture, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But on the other hand, the other part of the proverb, you know, is if we have dreams and all these other things, it's like life to our bones and life to who, who we are. And so we really have felt that, you know, and that was a sucker punch from nowhere with the cancer journey. But I think you get to a point where you're like, when you've nearly died on the inside by watching your kid kind of shrivel up and almost lose their life, then you really learn like the preciousness of living. And so, yeah, we have um, things like everyone, you know, from having to manage staff and employees and hire or do our best to hire new ones and quality ones letting some go at times. Um, you know, I've got tenants at times that I, we got to get on them and pay rent and all the things. And so, yeah, there's a lot that we're proud of, but behind the scenes, it is managing it a lot. And so I think the choice each day is like, are we going to try to do our best to stay in unity and be positive and be solution oriented as a couple or as an individual too, in this, in this family unit? Um, or are we going to be negative and just complain? So yeah, there's a time to like, you know, talk with your business partner or your spouse or even your kids, you know. Um, but then there also is another time of like, okay, what are we going to do about it? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you and I both know, uh, we all know Daniel Grothy, our common friend is an incredible pastor and author. When we were in the hospital with Brody, it was early days of this 2015. Um, it was bleak and his parents came by, they had this incredible knack and just, they've been very intentional about being there for people in the hospital. Like they do it better than almost anyone else. And his mom, Becky, looked at us and she said six words, strength for today, hope for tomorrow. Mm. So some of you may know it's from a, an old hymn and a song. But that was just like what we held on to was strength for today, hope for tomorrow. And it wasn't like, OK, do we know all the answer for a year from now? Do we know if the chemo is going to work? Do we know if our company is going to make it? Like, Mike, at that time, something new wasn't as strong as it is in these last three or five years. Um, we've learned a lot. Like, you know, that kind of compounding returns of investment, learning, growth really kicked in, I'd say, about 2018 to 2022. However, um, we just try to keep it, okay, for today. Like, what, what, how do we find strength and how do we stay hopeful? for tomorrow. So, you know, in the day-to-day -day now, um, busyness of getting kids to sports and rehearsals and all the things, I'm still working on this. Um, my wife's incredible at it, but we just try to say, how a positivity is always going to help. It's always going to bring an energy um, and something uh, that's life-giving to, to our kids, to ourselves and those around us and our team. Yeah. You know, going through something like what you went through, um, it, it, it changes you at your core and yeah, I remember when Dylan was in the hospital, um, we met this couple, I might have shared this with you, but we met this couple who I still remember their daughter, her name, her name was Rebecca. And she was like on her third open heart surgery. In fact, the day that we like walked into ICU, like she had had a surgery that morning, 
And then they were going to go back in the next day, but it was like too intrusive. So they couldn't do it all at once. And they just like had her chest packed with ice. Like they still had her open, but they like, you know, they didn't want to close her up because they knew they were going back in. I mean, just there's it. If there's one thing that I learned through that whole process is just like, as bad as you think you've got it, like Mm -hmm. there's always someone that, you know, is going through challenges and it's not a, it's not a competition on it. Who's in worse shape, but like, yeah. These people were so positive and they, they were sharing, they were talking about um, uh, Moses and Miriam. And when Miriam put Moses into the, uh, the, I think it was the, the Nile river and, and had to just like trust in God. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when, that's kind of where it was at. And, you know, when we're like for the audience, there's so many challenges today, like, you know, financial and we're in wars and everything's, it's just challenging time. Mm -hmm. But the reality is at the end of the day, when you go through something like what you and Mindy went through, um, and Kara has said this so many times, like, you know, what are they going to do? Take our kids? Like there's been these benchmarks along the way that it's like, at the end of the day, like nothing really matters. Um, but healthy kids and healthy families. And, and I'm not saying that we should bury our head in the sand when everything's negative, but it it just brings you a perspective. And I just remember like hearing that story about there's nothing more hard and frustrating, I think, as a parent than looking at your kid and knowing that there's absolutely nothing you can do for them on a daily basis. You know, when we're dealing with our businesses or money or investments or whatever, I mean, generally speaking, there's not very many times or circumstances where the the situation or the issue that we're in isn't a direct result of something that we've not not been taking care of or have been putting off. Or even if it was an extra, you know, outside event, like a COVID or whatever, there's rarely times where we can't do something about it. But Mm. man, with what you went through with Brody and what we went through with Dylan, like literally, there's nothing that you can do. And that just changed my whole perspective on so many things going forward. What did that do for you guys? Yeah, I think it been thinking about this this week mike you know and there's a lot of the news right now there always is but it's heavy out in the world like you were saying i think it's this you got to develop this resilience of recognizing there's a lot of pain there's a lot of suffering there's a lot of heartache in a broken world but we talk with our children about like you and i both follow the ways of jesus but we would say god invites us to join into the restoration of all things. Mm. And so I try to talk with our kids. They're 13 to six at the moment. But we're saying, um, how can we be proactive and be a part, even if it's something at their school or in our company or somebody at the coffee shop that you can tell just needs a word of encouragement, right? And so being resilient and helping in the restoration and things in our community, in our neighborhood, in our company, maybe it's through something that somebody invests in for the good. You know, um, I think it's this dance. Um, balance is a weird word, right? I think rhythms are more realistic in life, right? Mm-hmm, but um, yeah. I think it's this dance or a rhythm of like, you're not closed off to the heartache in this world, but you kind of have to let the drama stay airtight in a box and not get to you. And um, even this week, you know, there's some business stuff where I was like, hey, that's that person's issue. They're not being responsible what I really care about is this at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're not going to lose time and energy on that because they need to just be responsible for that. 
but then reflecting others other side, okay, but what's our part? What's our thing to show up either as a team leader or as a property owner, um, you know, as a parent. And so I think this is this dance of like not letting somebody else's drama or negativity get to you, but also not being closed off so that you can be sensitive or discern like, Hey, this is a moment to pause in the busyness or the hurriedness of life and recognize that that, that kid in your household or that team member or that neighbor of yours, or that business partner really needs someone to check in on them and just have a word of encouragement, a word of life um, versus just the go, go, go. So is that, I think that speaks to what you're saying, but for us, it's been like a, don't take on the weight of something that you can't change. And at the same time, don't be insensitive and don't mm -hmm. be out of touch. But we all have limited time. We all have limited energy, right? Managing those is really important. So what, how can we best do that and be intentional about using our time and energy uh, to bring life to other people around us in the midst of all of that challenge of this, of this world? Yeah, so good, man. Okay. So when I sold my business in 2014, I've often said it was the best and worst day of my life. You're you're in a transition and it's different because when I sold my business, I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't I wasn't really like I didn't have the time that you've had to, you know, think through what does it look like when I quit my career that I've been a part of for all these years and transition. But I'm curious for you and for the audience. And again, they're completely different, but I'm curious through the process how this has felt. What are maybe some of the things that you had built up in your mind of what this looked like and the expectations around how it was going to be that are completely different, that are maybe the same, that are maybe better? Um, what, what's, this, what's this transition been like? Yeah. Yeah. So I transitioned in late May. Uh, it's October at the time we're recording this. So, you know, half a year in, it was a bit emotional for sure to drive home after, you know, being at a place where I'd helped really add a lot of value for 14 years and build relationships. And, you know, I had dreams and aspirations of what I wanted to accomplish beyond what realistically happened. So if we can speak to that for a moment, maybe you and your business, you're like, Hey, I wanted it to actually go here, but that's something I've, I've I don't know, tried to just humbly come to grips with. There are times where you're like, okay, like it was good, but this maybe still had more in the tank, but it was time to like mm -hmm. to, to sell the company or to, to cut the losses or move on. Right. And so that was a that was a definite process in those early couple of weeks of like I'm I'm letting go as a loss in a way and a really big gain in others. And so I've been one mic where like my wife can see the need to make a change a bit faster than I can <laughs> in quite a few areas of life. Maybe it's just me. Um but you know, it got to that point where I felt comfortable with it and it felt right. Um so after getting through that one, some things immediate day one, I invested in our freedom we invested as a couple for many, many years to get to that moment. It wasn't a, oh, okay, in the next 90 days, we'll do this. Like it was, it was a quite a process. And like I was saying, to honor both things, the growing opportunities we had and the responsibilities of, of the corporate work. Um, but we immediately went into summer break as a family. We got to do a Disney cruise, some fun things that kind of been bucket list for us. And uh, I can't tell you enough how, amazing it was to not have a Monday afternoon Zoom call that I had to be at. Now, in our in our bridal shop team, yeah, we, we have Monday meetings, we have structure with what we do every week. Now, it's not like we shirked responsibility. However, um, just to, to have the freedom to say, okay, how are we going to shape the week? How can I join in with my wife 
and what's already going on and the new things we're creating with new companies, that's been an incredible feeling. Um, and so I feel like the, um, it's a work in progress, but the ability to be a more lighthearted dad and be present and show up and, hey, sorry, I got to be on this call or this, or I got to go on this trip that was part of the job, but maybe I didn't really want to be there. Um, to not have that has been a big blessing um, in, in this season of life. And I'm looking at it, honestly, uh, Minnie's such a powerhouse. She's a go-getter. In our company, Mike, there's certain things that only she can do. We have an all-female team that's bridal. Um, and so while I do operations and finance and things and collaborate with folks behind the scene for all of our companies, um, it's allowing me more capacity to help at home, um, which is at times, honestly, really humbling, at times a little bit frustrating. But in other moments, I'm like, this is a total privilege. We've got four healthy kids. We live in a beautiful spot. And so I've just, I've tried to really adjust my perspective this year through the emotions and things of the change of like, and look at this great opportunity we have. Yeah, I, I dive into a little bit more around the house and things that maybe a, a normal dad may do. Um, but it's been, it's been remarkable. And I, I don't think we'd have it any other way. And we're like, I just was telling you earlier, we're in the school year now and it's a fun, different rhythm. So it's been it's been fun to kind of adjust from a summer season of, of this freedom to now into like a school year rhythm uh, with our family and kids. Yeah, that's so cool, man. I remember um, we were in Mexico with uh, Jenna and Drew Kutcher. Do you know? Do you know yeah. them? We've yet to meet them. Um, I know we all have a bunch of friends in common, but love her stuff, and they seem like an incredible couple. Yeah, and Drew, Drew, I mean, he takes care of the kids, right? But. He is a man's man. Like, you know, and, and I love, there's so many he guys. Out I think too, right? I've yet to meet him. He's fit as can be. Yeah. Oh man. He is just stacked. And, and, and again, it's, it's, you guys have a lot in common. You guys should connect, um, especially in this season, but I mean, he's running their Airbnbs and, you know, so like most people from the outside look and think that Drew's like this stay at home dad. Right. But like, he's doing all this other stuff behind the scenes too. And, it's interesting the day and age that we live in, you know, these, these role identification type things that we're, you know, all kind of um, put into. I just, I think it's freaking amazing. I've met, I've had the privilege of meeting, I don't know if I've met all your kids, but I think I met three of them. Um, but it's, it's cool. Like what better, what better thing than being able to be present with your kids? Like that is so freaking awesome. Yeah. And I, it really is our greatest work. You know, Mother Teresa challenged people years back. Like, if you want to change the world, go home and love on your family. And mm -hmm. I, that really started to hit me in March. I, I was on a trip in, in South Central Africa, very far from home. Um, I was 100% wholehearted there. But I knew it was probably going to be my final trip with my work with the corporate role I had. Um, but it, I just, I looked at myself in the mirror. And I was like, this is a very different season from what this was like 10 years ago, or 13 mm. years ago, toddlers. And so this moment in life for us is never going to come back. So maybe some of your listeners are in that same spot too. I would just encourage them. Um, it is your greatest work to invest in your kids, to see what makes them tick, what, what their interests are. And it's going to change, right? You've seen this with your kids, but um, to come alongside them, uh, again, I'm a work in progress as a dad, but to come alongside them is just such a blast and to to be a part of the small things and the big things in their life, to go hunting with my boys. Um, those are life memories and things that are are so much more worth it. We can always, I truly believe this. I've really been thinking about this a lot this year. Um, we can always make money tomorrow. Now, God's in control. He knows the future, right? But in a practical sense, if you're entrepreneurial or you dr you're driven, you can figure out something. Mm -hmm. 
you can make more money tomorrow. So why not do the trip with your family? Why not take your wife out on the date or the getaway trip? Why not plan that bucket list thing? Um, so yeah, to, to be in this season of life for us has been good. And we've, I'll share more later, but um, we've, we've mapped out a spreadsheet, Mike. Uh, I sat on a plane with a pastor who gave me this tip. He said, look at all of the key birthdays on the horizon for your family. Put them on a spreadsheet. Look at all of the key anniversaries for you and your spouse. And then he said, think about the vacations you want to do. And don't just think about them. Make a list and then try to insert them on that spreadsheet of like, when's a good year to do that trip to Washington, D.C., which we did two summers ago. Uh, When's a good year to do that bucket list thing, maybe Europe or African safari, New Zealand, whatever it may be for you, right? But he's like, what caught him off guard was his daughter had her sweet 16. And I think he and his wife had their like 25th anniversary, like in the same 60 days. And he's like, I'm a good dad and husband. He's like, I didn't see all that coming until Mm. I see this chart together. And so that's something that's helped us is like, we've we've gotten really intentional saying, okay, this season with our kids, it's going to go by quick. Uh, We love traveling as a Linscombe family, but that's really fun to now check off the list of like things we get to do and be very strategic about it. And also know like, Hey, here's key milestones for our family. Let's, let's plan ahead and let's have a blast doing it. I love that. Like having that written down in a way that you can see it. Um, Kara and I were talking about this and and you know this and probably a lot of the audience knows this, but like we're legit empty nesters now. Our daughter's actually the youngest. She's in Bosnia right now. She's actually supposed to be going to Lebanon next week, um, wow. Beirut um, with YWAM. And, um, you know, she going through this whole process has been interesting watching her because she decided a couple of days ago that she wasn't going to go with everything that's going on. But, you know, half of her crew is like mad and half of them are like, we're not going. Um, and in YWAM, they get to decide, but like, I, I kind of just stood back, you know, as a dad and let her kind of work through this decision process. And she decided she wasn't going to go yesterday. She actually told us. And then yesterday afternoon, they raised the travel advisory from a level three to a level four and they're evacuating, you know, the, um, non-critical embassy and all this stuff. And it was just really cool watching her be able to go through that process, make the decision as a young adult. She Mm -hmm. actually made the comment. She said, um, this is the most adult decision I've ever had to make. And it's true. Um, But watching her go through that process, and I think it's cool that the travel advisory got upped after she made the decision because it would have been an easy decision if it was, you know, level four. But anyway, I say all that. And it's interesting watching you guys. Um, We're empty nesters. Um, Kara and I are in this season that we've known has been coming for a while. Kind of like you knowing you're going to quit your job. You go into a new season. And I remember telling Kara, I'm in this group called Go Abundance, um, which half the audience has probably heard about it. Um, and I remember, so this is the problem with benchmarking against other people's goals and values and vision and, and, and measuring ourselves against what, you know, other, what matters to other people. I told Kara a while back, I said, you know, I feel like, I feel like the last 10 years have kind of been like our, our lost years, mm. if you will. Cause like, you know, the first, 10, 15 years, like we were crushing it in business. Like, but I feel like I left a lot on the table the last like eight or 10 years. Hmm. And I kind of caught myself when I was saying that, because I'm like, compared to what? And we set the intention when I sold my business to be very present in those years that you're talking about with your kids, because you only get those once. Yeah. And the whole reason that we launched our business was to have our freedom, if you will, 
so that I didn't have to work out of town seven days a week and be told what to do. And yet the human nature is for me to say, I feel like I left a lot on the table business-wise, investing-wise. And she quickly snapped me out of it. And she's like, what? Like, what do you mean? She's like, we were very present and our kids are now gone. And we had, we had, you know, so many opportunities to travel with the world with them and to be present and all of the things. And I remember it took me back to a statement that I heard Brian Tracy say when I was probably like 25 years old. He said, I've never met somebody on their deathbed that said, I wish I wouldn't have spent that much time with my family. Mm-hmm. And, and it all came back to like, you know, what you're saying right now. And, and it's what I admire about you guys so much. Um, and I saw you with your kids. Like your kids are functioning humans. <laughs> uh, they're, they're good people. And that is just a reflection of, you know, being present. And I think so many times, and I even see this in, 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 the, in the mastermind world that we're in, we have so many people that are high-charging, successful entrepreneurs, and they're putting so much pressure on their kids to be someone when in reality, all those kids want from us is love and presence and, and to just be a mentor and to be present with us. And they learn so much more by just being and watching what we do versus what we tell them to do. So anyway, I wanted to say all that and mirror back to you guys. Like I'm just so impressed with what you guys have built as a family. And now that you get to like, not be, you know, I I don't want to say this the wrong way, but not be like, you know, bound by a job and you have your own schedule. How cool is that? Yeah, no, it's such a blessing. I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. And, um, you know, I still challenge myself real quick. The final thing with what you were saying is, I just challenge dads to get more carpet time. And what I mean by that is uh, get on the carpet, play Legos, you know, enjoy that intentional time with your kids. Because recently we've got an eight-year-old and a six-year-old, uh, 11 and 13. But for those younger two, they're all growing up quickly. But I, I'm realizing, man, like those little windows of what they're interested in is changing month by month. So I'm, I'm still working on more car- carpet time myself. And um, yeah, with that, it's like you said, nobody regrets all of that investment, you can make more money another time, you can do another deal, you can grow another company, right? If you've got the knack for that, if you learn how to do that, you get into a season like you and Kara or other things in the future, like there's time and space, God willing, you know, to do more. Um, so yeah, trying trying to lean in that and uh, it's it's progress over perfection around here, but we're uh, we're really grateful for it. I love it. Well, I don't often do this, but knowing what I know about you, um, what have you been thinking about? What's on your mind um, that we haven't talked about? I haven't asked that you just want to share. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot lately about the power of doing really small things every day. And I just got done wrapping up a season of assistant coaching tackle football with my son. Now, real quick, here's the crazy part, Mike. I didn't play football growing up. I was a basketball guy. We were good. We won three state championships in my high school years, but. They offered me an opportunity to be assistant coach with my seventh, now eighth grader. And it was one of those things I kind of got voluntold into being a part. And I find myself in it. And I'm like, this is a really cool group of dads who care about their kid and they're present. And what I found was I also got to know my son's friends in junior high. So it was a big change for him from like the, at, at our school, it's elementary campus through sixth grade. Then we go out of seventh grade. And I'm like, I want to know the kids. I want to know the boys he's rubbing shoulders with beyond the friends we know. And I just got to say, by being intentional, and, and again, it was 14 hours a week, you know, trying to run companies, I still had the corporate work that, that first season. It's a lot, but I'm so glad I did it. Um, and and as, 
as I look back on it, when we got to know more people, be further invested in this community, help shape the lives of these young men and speak life into them. But um, I was talking with the players and, I, and I, I share this with a lot of folks is I just think of the power of like little things over time. Like uh, at my age, if I do my age in push-ups and sit-ups plus one extra, just to challenge myself, throw in one more, that's over 15,000 push-ups and over 15,000 sit-ups a year. So it's like anything in life. If I, if, if, if you and I are like, Hey, dude, 15,000 in a month or a day, it feels so overwhelming. It feels like such a huge thing. But um, I love the, the power of like limited achievable objectives, mm-hmm. like limited, clear, attainable goals. So we're not going to get in all smart goals and all that talk. And that's, that's a whole other conversation. Right. But, but for me, I'm like, I could do 42 push-ups a day. I could do 42 mm-hmm. sit-ups a day. And bluntly, I find myself doing it at 1130 at night sometimes, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to keep the promise to myself. Are there some days where I'm doing 84 because I missed the difference? Yeah. But the idea here is, um, you know, whether we're working towards investing more in our freedom or working ourselves out of a job or working ourselves into a different season, um, what can you be doing little by little each day, this month, six months over the coming year? You know, you and I met in January and like so much life has happened, so much exchange of encouragement, business ideas from the group we're in. That's a lot of life in you know t- nine and a half months and so that's just my challenge and encouragement um which you're already doing but to others out there as well too like don't underestimate the power of doing something small but doing it every day and sticking with it so good man so good well i appreciate you being here man i appreciate all the wisdom and just really excited to you know see what what you and mindy are able to do you know as a as a couple as a family um now that you know you both and there, there's nothing wrong with, you know, the job. I know you loved it and had a big impact, but how cool is it when you get to like, you know, set your own destiny completely. And so I'm really excited to just watch that and, and see, see what you guys do from here forward. Cause you guys have just done such amazing things already, but you know, with two people aligned together the way that you are, um, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a powerful thing. So we're, we're grateful and honored to be a part. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, but absolutely love it and love this theme of, of what you, you help dive deeper into. It's like, what does it mean? And once you get that freedom, how do you use it? What do you use it for? And it's just spot on with what we talked about today, you know, family or helping others in the life around you. Yeah. Well, if anybody wants to reach out or get in touch, what's the, what, what's the best way? Yeah. Instagram is best. So it's at Jordan Linscombe. So J-O-R-D-A-N-L-I-N as in Nevada, where you're from. Uh, S-C-O-M-B-E. It's a little hard to spell. Mindy was a Wallace before she married me. She's still a little bitter of how hard it is to spell our last name. So <laughs> Linscombe. Uh, so Jordan Linscombe on Instagram. Uh, we'd be really honored if you followed along with us on the show as well, too. Uh, the Something New Show is on YouTube. So if you'd subscribe, I think you'd really love the show. Um, spread the word. And then you can also find uh, the somethingnewshow.com. Uh, for more, but uh, great, grateful to be a part and would be honored to connect with you. And thanks so much, Mike, for having me on the show. Yeah. And literally people fly in from all over to go to your guys's bridal shop and have the experience, right? They do. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. So we have assigned people, right? You know, I traveled X amount of miles to get into something new. We've had people from Australia, Europe, all across the US. Uh, so anyone interested in one of the top bridal experiences, whether it's bridal, prom, tux, formal wear, 
uh, we'd be honored to help you. So right in Colorado Springs, easy to find, but that's uh, somethingnewboutique.com or even better on Instagram, somethingnewboutique. But yeah, it's 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 wild, man. You know, anybody could could buy most products and have them dropped at their doorstep. But a wedding dress is really special and different, and so it's just a phenomenal experience. It's something new. And uh, if if anybody is interested in that or find out more, um, check us out on Instagram. Very good. Well, thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Thanks so much, Mike. It was an honor. Good to be with you. If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.